Welcome to the sound of supreme bliss This is one podcast you can't miss Connecting real issues to the Buddhist teachings To get the true meaning Come join the sound of supreme bliss Homage to the blessed one, the worthy one, the supremely enlightened one My name is Chavani and I have my friend Kalani In the previous episode, we talked about our goals, how to set goals, be mindful of them, and have the right intention behind our goals. So today, we'll be continuing on from part one. We ended the episode talking about having milestones towards achieving goals, similar to uh, mini targets before achieving the main goal. Now, how do you go about accomplishing that goal as a whole? (laughs) That rhymed. (laughs) Casually pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's actually stated by the Buddha that when you are energetic, wholesome qualities arise and unwholesome qualities decline. So, if I was energetic to fulfill my goal, I would be less likely to kind of take shortcuts and therefore will engage in more wholesome deeds. I mean, look how that turned out for you, though. You wanted to get better at public speaking. And this podcast is like a milestone that literally helps you develop more wholesome qualities and do more wholesome deeds. I can also think of an example in um, the Western children's novel, Matilda, which you may have read. I mean, it's a classic. (laughs) Childhood. (laughs) It's pretty much childhood. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Matilda's dad owns a car dealership where he resells defective cars to customers. He does this because his goal is to sell as many cars as he can, but obviously he's going about it in the wrong way. Hmm. That's actually kind of true as well. Um, But if the dad had the right intentions um, and was willing to put in the effort, he he probably wouldn't cheat his way to make the sales, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, before we go on, let's recap really quickly what we've mentioned so far. With the right intention, we can begin to consider how to choose goals that best suit our lives. By then developing the two qualities, which are mindfulness and wisdom, we can ensure any goals we create and fulfill are done in a righteous way. Okay, so I've got a question. Mm -hmm. If we were to continue on from this, how can we be successful in the goals we choose by being mindful and having wisdom? Well, there's actually eight qualities Supreme Buddha talks about that we should have to be successful in this life as well as the next life. But the first four qualities that the Buddha teaches are, teaches us are about the qualities that will help us become successful in this life. And then the last four qualities help us become successful in our next life. Now, overall, these qualities will help us to reach our goals in a righteous way. So with the eight qualities, success in wealth kind of has to be one, right? Not exactly. I feel like we've always associated wealth with success, but the um, the Buddha interprets success differently and it definitely makes sense. The first quality is success in work ethic. Um, so for everyone else, uh, you might be wondering what success in work ethic kind of means. So this is doing what you do properly, whether it's your job or study, you just do it with diligence. And before hearing about it through the Buddha's teachings, I've never really associated success with work ethic. But you know, when we 
think about it more, it kind of makes sense. Like if you were a manager, would you want to have your employees who were lazy, unproductive or had poor management, um, time management skills? Would you really promote such an employer or, off, sorry, employee or offer them higher positions? Probably not, to be honest. And I think we really underestimate work ethic because a lot of people that do achieve that level of success in this life, you know, for the billionaires and such, the Jeff Bezos and the Elon Musks of the world, I guess, they do work incredibly hard and you don't get to that without working really hard and having great work ethic. Yeah, and um, like a person with poor work ethic, definitely struggles to do well in places like a workplace or even uni because most of the places where we do work or uni is a lot of team work based so if there's one person slacking the others are obviously going to notice this and it puts a strain on the friendship or you know the group so definitely try to avoid um, poor work ethic. Yeah, there's always that one person in the group, right, that just doesn't do the work and, like, you have to pick up the slack. Don't be that person. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's annoying and it's not fair on everyone else. Exactly, exactly. And the second quality is success in protection, which is protecting the possessions you have from things like thieves, fires, floods, and anything else. Um, For example, if we lose our credit card, We would put in the effort to find our credit card or lock our accounts to ensure we protect our wealth. Most definitely. I know for a fact if I lost my credit card, finding it would be my number one priority. (laughs) It's essential. (laughs) I would would be worried if it wasn't your number one priority, to be honest. (laughs) That's true, actually. Um, And nowadays, like, tap and go is a thing. You um. And for those who don't know what tap and go is, it's when you don't need to put your PIN code uh, when you're making a purchase. So you can kind of just tap your card to the FBOS machine and it pretty much takes the money off it that way. And all the banks now have it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and there, like, there is a limit to how much you can take in the one tap and go. But honestly, it's super handy. But Obviously, there are risks with it as well. Oh, yeah. And I think everyone here uses it because now you can, like, link it to your phone and then your Apple Watch or whatever. It's just, it's too convenient these days. (laughs) 100%. And it's so handy. Like, technology, I tell you, it's great. (laughs) Um, Okay, off topic again. But um, now to the third quality. And the third quality is success in good friendships. And if we kind of think back to episode number two, where we kind of mentioned Kalyana Mithras, um, we do mention good friends as uh, those who have good qualities. And it also helps us to develop good qualities in ourselves. So such friends are called Kalyana Mithras, and they can definitely keep us, um, help us keep on track with achieving these righteous goals. Yes. So if you... I'm not aware about what Kalyana Mithas are, what Chavani was saying makes no sense, please go back to episode two and just give it a listen. Um, the fourth and final quality is success in a good lifestyle. Now, to accomplish this, one should be aware of their wealth, live within their means and how much they can afford to spend so they don't fall into bad habits that could compromise a person's livelihood. 
Yeah, and having these four qualities will help you lead to the success of one's goals, like bring happiness. So that is success in work ethics, can be at jobs or even your study, success in protection, aka credit cards, success in good friendship and success in a good lifestyle. So, you know, it could be healthy eating, meditation, keeping fit, Taking a run um, with the sunrise at 7 a.m. if you're capable of doing so. Oh, my God. I envy those people. I wish I could, like, get up and just go for a run. I always I feel like it's too cold. I'm going to blame the weather on this one. Melbourne weather. It's Melbourne. You can't do it in Melbourne. No, I can't do it. <laughs> but there are people that do it. I have seen it. I'm just – I don't think I'm one of those people. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But we know um, besides running at 7 a.m. in the morning, it's not just this life that matters, as we said earlier. Going to a good destination in the next life is one of the highest goals for our disciples living the lay life. Yeah, that's actually a good point, Colony. Um, let's just go on to talking about the next life. So all this time we're talking about this life, we'll move on. Let me tell you that Supreme Buddha taught that success in faith is the first quality we must develop in order to be successful in the next life. So in Pali, we call this Shraddha. It is an unshakable confidence in the Supreme Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha, also known as the Noble Triple Gem. The Noble Triple Gem is the Buddha, the Dhamma, so the Buddha's teachings and the Sangha, um, who we know as nuns and monks, so enlightened disciples. Yeah, you're exactly right, Chavani. Now, the second quality is success in virtue. This means having good physical and verbal behavior. As an example, when working towards a goal, like we mentioned earlier, it's important that we don't take any shortcuts by cheating or lying our way in the process. Yes, um, because that is bad verbal behavior. So the third quality is success in generosity. Practicing generosity will definitely help you abandon greed within us. If we were to abandon such greed, we will be able to pursue a goal unblinded by wrong intention. Unlike Mursila, who we kind of mentioned in the previous episode, um, if you do remember. But um, talking about generosity, I'm sure I'm not the only one whose parents have talked about their life in Sri Lanka. Um, yeah, they always like to say, oh, back in my day, like we had to walk to school and like talk about Definitely. how hard their life was. Yeah. Um, I guess we've never really experienced it, so we kind of uh, experience it through their exactly. stories. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing my mom is really proud of is how she split her salary or her pay from work. So she always had stu- uh, money for her students. So she was a teacher in Sri Lanka, and what she does is she splits her pay into four, and a quarter of it is always for her students. So she'll buy books, pens, bags, clothes, and so on. Um, so. This is something she always tells us as well. And I think it's a great idea, to be honest. Like, set some money aside for donations. And it could be a monthly donation to the temple or buying food for the homeless or even just saving that money for other generous uses. That's a, that's a really nice, um, like, that's a really good idea, actually. I didn't look at it that way before. Like, I always used to just, like, if something came up, like, I would just donate. But, like, I think it's a great idea to kind of separate a percentage so you can kind of con- continually keep practicing generosity and success in generosity. And it's, as you mentioned, it's like quite easy to do as well. Now, the last quality Supreme Buddha mentions is success in wisdom. 
Now, I wonder if our audience remembers what was said about wisdom at the very beginning of this podcast. (laughs) So she's really testing our memory here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm testing mine as well, to be honest. (laughs) Well, in case you've forgotten, it is the ability to reflect upon our bodily, verbal and mental actions. A person with wisdom will understand how to achieve a goal righteously, understand right from wrong as well. Now, by succeeding in wisdom, a person will be able to contemplate what will make them happy, not just in this life, but into the next. Mm. And also, if we embody these four qualities, this will definitely help us to lead um, to success in our goals, like bringing happiness and well-being into our next births. That's right. Now, as much as we want to succeed in our goals, sometimes we may fail to actually fulfill them. Definitely. And I can definitely relay and I'm pretty sure everyone else can as well. Um, Definitely been there, done that. But guys, it's just a normal part of life. And sometimes uh, not succeeding can actually teach you important life lessons. And I want to say, don't pull yourself down if you don't succeed in your goals. There's always an opportunity to improve your goals or even change your goals. Just take it as a learning opportunity. And I know not succeeding may seem like the worst thing in the moment, but, you know, down the line, when you look back, seriously, everything happens for a reason and you'll be thankful that everything worked out the way it did. Now, in the Dhamma, the Supreme Buddha advises us to cultivate the quality of contentment. This means being happy with what we have and adjusting to experiences, both positive and negative. For example, the happiness we gain from building a new house or buying a new car you know, all the materialistic goals will disappear in this life due to their impermanent nature. Yeah, and always remember that, you know, things are impermanent. This life is impermanent. Everything we see is impermanent. Always just keep that in the back of your head. Um, And these sort of experiences are all opportunities for learning and growth. So it's very important not to become attached to our desires um, and That's because everything is not in our control, unfortunately. Exactly. And succumbing to these desires would only be an unwholesome quality. As a matter of fact, it is actually stated by the Buddha that wholesome qualities arise and unwholesome qualities decline when you are content. Exactly. So by developing contentment, whether we achieve a goal or not, we won't suffer and feel that pain from the attachment we had towards it. So it's important to make sure that while we have set our goals, to be aware that they may not always go to plan. Now, Chavani, do you feel like you can make any amendments to improve your current and future goals anymore? Oh, no doubt. Um, I feel like I've been showered with a lot of valuable knowledge today, to be honest. (laughs) Um, And I definitely had the right intention with my goals, but having that extra knowledge about the eight qualities to make us successful in this life kind of really opens up um, new areas that I hadn't considered. And it also helps with the next life as well. Um, It helps with my goals for the future and present as well. So it's a win-win. Yeah, and that's that's. I'm so happy to hear that. I hope everyone that's listening has also found today's discussion useful and helped give you some clarity on how to envision your goals. So for this week's homework, try to think of some goals you have created and see if they are made with the right intent. 
she's thrown some homework in there, guys. So um, homework is something to be completed. So definitely try it out. <laughs> um, before we end the program today, we would like to share merits with everyone. And uh, once again, I want to also mention that when we are sharing merits, we will be asking permission to say our teacher's name by using the word avasadai. So this is out of respect for our teacher. So let's share all the merits we have collected today with the heavenly beings, with our teacher Avasarai, Most Venerable Kiribat Godanyana Nandatero, also known as Pinwat Lokusamenwanse to us, with the Venerable Sangha, the volunteers who work hard in sharing the Buddhist teachings, and with all the participants of today's program. May you all rejoice in these merits and realize the Four Noble Truths in this Gautama Buddha's dispensation. Sadhu, sadhu. Sadhu. I'm not sure if you're aware, but there are so many platforms where you can learn about the Buddhist teachings, and they're all in English as well, so it's a lot easy to uh, understand. Um, one of the main ones are done by Columbia Dhamma Friends. They have a Facebook page, YouTube, and also their website, www.serenecolombo.org. Um, there's also Sutta Friends on www.suttafriends.org. On YouTube, uh, Colombo Dharma Friends has videos of discussions, sermons, and Monks in the Morning, which is another podcast. So Monks in the Morning, along with Sound of Supreme Bliss, is also accessible on various platforms such as Spotify and iTunes, which is something that we all kind of have as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can visit serenecolombo.org to find out about the other platforms as well. Now, these are all the platforms that Chavini mentioned that you can use to keep up to date with programs, videos, and live programs. So don't forget to tune in next time for another episode of Sound of Supreme Bliss. Supreme Bliss You can miss The sound of supreme blue